starting with the first question how did you get introduced to cars uh well the introduction to cars was a little weird because back in 2007 my father used to watch a lot of formula 1 so um i used to just tag along and watch with him and that's where i got interested in cars you know the speed and retarded drivers and that damn great and so yeah eventually it went on my neighbors got a mercedes and i got fascinated by all that and that's how i got introduced to cars so motor sports to neighbors to being a car yes. guy yeah and uh, what car made you a car guy like which car like fascinated you the first which was the first one well as for which car fascinated me a lot was initially um i think it was the uh maybach i think from mercedes the one my neighbor got but if you talk about a sports car a proper sports car i think it was a bugatti veyron same here yeah yeah like uh, i saw it uh, on the no, internet that was, that was all people spoke about bugatti veyron being the yeah. fastest uh like uh, for me it was the bugatti veyron as well mm, mine story was uh, a little bit different so me and my friend in the school were having a conversation regarding the fastest cars in the world and i was in the 6th standard at that time and uh, i said to him that i would uh, buy the thrust scc which was the fastest uh technically fast yes. technically the fastest it still he, is it still is he said you can't drive it on the road and i was like what the hell why can't i drive it on the road and see he said that it's not road legal and then i said that uh, what's the fastest way on the road to get to one point to another and he said that that the bugatti veyron you got to buy buy the bugatti veyron and that was the first time i heard about the bugatti technically veyron. the fastest to go in a straight line not, yeah. the, not the fastest one to i was pointing in front of him like yeah i would buy the thrust scc and i would go more than the speed of the sound and all of that and then he immediately bashed me and said you have to buy the bugatti veyron if you want to be in the fastest mm-hmm. car and what particular thing about that car was that fascinated you the most as you told it it was the so, most uh, what was the particular thing like when they got it they you know like obviously what everyone does to see it sweet so uh i was very excited because you know that was like the first mercedes i saw off close so they obviously offered you know let's go for a ride so i tagged along i went into the car and it was damn damn luxurious like obviously it's a mercedes and then like just the way that thing drove on the street like obviously a 7 year old doesn't have a lot of knowledge about it but just the way it did kept an impression in you which you know it still lasts till date like i've i've gone along in a lot of other cars but i still not felt as good as i felt when i was a 7 year old in that mark that's great and the most exotic car i have been in is an audi a4 maybe and it was only yeah. for a brief period yeah. of like 20 to 40 minutes yeah. a4 and q3 both yeah. another friend of mine has that i got a ride in it and it was quite fascinating to you know experience a german performance machine like we used to talk about in in school like mercedes audi bmw but i never got again to... i th- i think the a4 is the only vehicle in which i've been that's crossed over 200 kilometers an hour I was in that's a fast situation so the maximum speed it achieved was about 80 kilometers per hour but yeah uh, the luxury the yeah. sunroof like that yeah. was the first I've, I've gone 200 in that so that was pretty a different feeling yes because the last fastest I'd been was on my own bike at 150 so yeah 
so what do you think about the growing supercar culture in india like you live in oh, bangalore right. so you get to experience you yeah, see a lot of things I, yeah i have seen how yeah, many like, supercars usually the most most of the times i see supercars is either when i'm in a bus which makes me feel real poor or either in our college bus so yeah Well, actually nice like we have an event in our college fest okay so it's called roar and they usually get more of super bikes than cars it's usually about who revs the loudest obviously it's not such a great thing when you say it out but when the cars and super bikes come there it's a different thing my experience has been so bad i haven't experienced any super car like i haven't even seen one except the porsche 7 when it came in maybe i've seen a few, i've seen a few i've seen a few i've seen some ferraris in bangalore a lot of them actually recently an svj 63 also got delivered to bangalore yeah one a lot of, of them 63 i've seen a lot of that is so exclusive yeah huracans and a lot of them yeah svj 63 one of 63 exclusive, yes one of 63 and it's got delivered to bangalore the moment i heard that news i was like dude i have to leave delhi yaar i am moving to bangalore there should be a lot more in delhi than in bangalore though considering the general consensus of you know uh ec- economy and stuff plus the taxes in bangalore are very high so it's i don't know Depends. yesterday just uh, a 3 an 8112 super fast got delivered in delhi and i have no idea like where it where are all these supercars that i can't even spot a one in 20 years of in my delhi life is a big place delhi is a big place yeah recently nissan launched the 400z did you saw yeah. it yeah Yeah, the ugly what are, your, part, yes. what are your views on it? Especially the design. Okay, so like, okay, like I could say that yes, Nissan did a good attempt in trying to stay relevant to today's design, but I think they went a little overboard with the nose of the car. The front. I, I like the geometry. I like the geometry. I like the side geometry. I like the planes throughout the car. It look does look pretty good, but I think they should. They still have time to rework the grill. Hmm. Is what I'll say. That it's just a prototype. Hard. Yeah, it's just a prototype. They still have time to change designs. They still the have time to make revisions. The front could be more curvier. Like the front grille is just like a rectangular shape. Yeah, like in general, I don't mind you know geometrical you know like uh, flat planes, but the grille doesn't deserve to be in that shape. Yeah. Considering the state of the company right now. The front is too much flat, I think. Yep. So. Are you into pickup trucks like the Raptors, the Silverados? It wasn't much until you know the launch of Cybertruck, but I wasn't a lot into pickup trucks earlier. Oh, uh, Ram recently lo- launched the Rebel TRX. Did you check it out? No. Well, it's basically a truck with a 6.2 liter supercharged engine in it, with 702 horsepower and the over a thousand newton meter of torque. V8. Oh, like it has yeah. more horsepower than a Lamborghini Aventador, first-gen Lamborghini Aventador. In a pocket, in a pickup truck. The pickup truck is zero to sixty miles per hour in four point five seconds, and a top speed of about hundred miles per hour. Damn, Dodge's. Ram has gone on in, and they have said that we are going to kill the Raptor now. Enough is enough. Well, I. I don't think the Raptor can stay relevant anymore, considering yeah. you know, even electric trucks are beating it. Yeah. Moreover, it has a V6, and you know the Americans—they are too much obsessed with their V8s, American muscle power V8. Yes. 
American VH. Ford is pushing the EcoBoost V6 to a level that uh, it won't appeal to people who will have the option of buying a V8 super truck mm-hmm. like the Ram Rebel. Yes. Recently Maserati also launched the MC20. Oh yeah, a fascinating one, yes. Yeah. What do you think about it? The design, the exhaust sound, um, engine, interior, everything. I mean, yes, it it's nice, you know, like it has a carbon monocoque. Like it's one of the first Maseratis if I'm not wrong with a complete carbon monocoque. Mm, yeah. And um I mean, yeah, like most of these companies are doing really well when they're trying to stay relevant with you know today's world and i think if i'm not wrong it's a 3 liter v6 on the mc20 yeah i forgotten the horsepower figure but i'm pretty sure it's somewhere in excess of yeah it's it's, it's in surplus of 600 yes yeah, yeah the older generations are 630 F1. horsepower and around 730 newton meter of torque yeah those are the numbers yep that's actually that's a good. really good car yeah uh So yeah, I I would say it's a pretty good design. It's a good evolution in the Maserati culture. So and yeah. the acceleration is also about 2.9 seconds to reach 60 miles per hour, which is the same as the first gen Lamborghini Aventador. Well, yes, Maserati had to do something. Yeah. Haven't and, been very relevant. And the best thing is that they didn't hybridize the car or you know, like fully electrified it. Mhm. They kept true to their roots. and launched yes. an IC engine car well but hybrids are the way to go hybrids are the way to go but uh, as long as we can sustain the IC engine ferrari ferrari has done a really great job with the la ferrari yeah la ferrari the hybrid it's an absolute holy great trinity, car the best of the holy yeah. trinity i would say yeah so yeah i think uh, implementations of hybrid is good when you have such pioneers in the industry going after it You know, yeah. like the way they used uh, F1 technology here, and similarly, uh, Mercedes is working on the Project One, which, yeah. is, which takes hybrid technology a step further. So, dude, yeah. yeah. the Project One is the most updated car on my list. Like, I'm seriously waiting for yeah. it. Yeah, it, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, just saying, Aston Martin scrapped the Valkyrie. Mm. They stopped halfway. Aston Martin Valkyrie. <laughs> They didn't work much on it. They like developed a prototype, a working prototype, and yeah. then they just stopped. A lot What of happened? technology yeah, that was unfinished. Story behind it. Not completely. But I'm Maybe aware, like they stopped like working on it. Yeah, it obviously had a lot of heating issues. F1 engines aren't made to be in installed in road cars. There are a lot of reasons for that. You need like, to research a lot to make the yeah, engine. There's a lot of work. road goer because bhi. even 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 now the mercedes project 1 is a car which is going on from 2016 it has an engine from 2016 the one used in hamilton yeah. championship winning car it's been it over 4 years like, yeah, v6, v6. 1.6 liter v6 yes mm. and even after 4 years it's difficult to you know actually bring it out as a proper fully working car because there's a lot of complications f1 engines aren't made to last they're made to you know be in a road car the low on torque the very high on power they have very high rpm so it's just not feasible but yeah it's actually nice seeing a, a mercedes now actually trying to get it out it's a good thing hmm. so what do you think about hypercars cars with more than 1000 uh, plus horsepower like 
you know it's i have it's talked to some people and they say that hypercars don't make any sense like supercars yes they do but hypercars don't make any sense like what would you do with over a thousand horsepower well, I mean, technically yes like at a point probably no but unless you are like you know big on pockets and you probably own bic in india then probably hypercars make a lot of sense because not just uh, more you know engine horsepower they do have a lot of more you know uh, drag they have a lot more downforce they're more practical on track than on road uh supercars are one way of flexing and hypercars are the next level of it so you just can't argue with the fact that someone who loves cars definitely wants a hypercar over super and hypercars are actually the epitome of engineering like the yeah, definitely the maximum the level to which a road of. car can be stretched as of now yes hmm. and uh, so what is your favorite jdm car no oh, well jdm mods i would say the one that you know actually fascinated me the most was the 2020 supra which went over 1000 horsepower just stock yeah with the internal many, stocks yeah just the stock like very stock very internals. few changes yeah yep. they achieved 1000 plus horsepower so i would say that fascinates me the most and uh, from the 2000 era like the mk4 supra and the r34 again yeah. supra again supra. mk4 yes I must big super the 2JZ the tuning capability of the yeah the no, tuning like, capability of the engine that yes, is like one of the initially what happened was um right about the time when I got interested in cars right my brother got me this game called Need for Speed Underground 2 everyone said mm. that obviously and yeah I instantly you know like somehow managed to stumble on the Supra I tuned that to the max and I you know used that throughout the game So yeah, like since there, I think that's what started my, you know, thing on Supra. What was the and tuning number? Like, what was the horsepower number to which you tuned it? Ah, uh, well, actually, uh, this thing it didn't have a proper horsepower number in game Underground 2, but I do remember like um, I could achieve top speeds of excess of 300 kilometers an hour in the game. Oh, Not okay. sure if you know that actually. Then it would be surely be around twelve hundred or something like that. Twelve hundred, definitely. But Cause, I mean, I saw a video on YouTube where the guy took it actually to about speed of two ninety six kilometers per hour, and the car was at eleven hundred horsepower. Two ninety six kilometers per hour. Actually, nice, very nice. And uh, if you had to choose between the Supra and the R thirty two, what would you choose? Definitely the Supra. I'm not a big Skyline fan. I mean, Skylines are great, but I I prefer the Supras over it. So, do you think the Godzilla is still relevant? The R35 Nissan GTR, like it's been in the market for like more than 11 years, and still like Nissan hasn't upgraded it too much. Well, I think that's that was the that's the last car which you know actually carried the company, the entire company of Nissan. So, yeah, I would say they should probably give it a refresh. It's not very relevant today, but they should probably give it a refresh. We are definitely in need of R36 Nissan GTR. Sure, yes. Like the first time uh, the Nissan GTR came out, it smashed the 911, all of the competition, and it came at a price like most of the people were fascinated by. It. They were like, well, Japanese are always good at that. Yeah, but uh, over the period of time, other manufacturers have started to gain similar performance numbers, and the GTR isn't relevant anymore. Like you could see it in the sales number as well. Hmm. The GTR happens to be the cheapest supercar in India you can buy. Yeah, technically yes, technically yes. Yeah, it's like 
2.35 crores it's still not cheap but yeah obviously not cheap but yeah that's the cheapest way to get into supercars hmm it definitely deserves a refresh like you know toyota did really good like i it's pretty controversial with the 2020 super people say it's a bmw hmm. but i think it is really good like even on stock it's 380 horsepower so hmm. what do you pretty... think that uh, um, toyota could have done like what do you think that uh, toyota could have done better in the new supra like give it a manual or something like that Oh definitely manuals are supposed to be given to you know such iconic cars a lot of people do not like automatics neither do i actually i, I do prefer a stick shift over manual even i mean oh, over automatic obviously but um i think overall apart from the transmission they did a great job i think you know actually having a german uh, bmw help them out in it was a good choice so yeah all in all i'll say apart from the transmission i think everything was great in the car and what are your thoughts about the seat corvette oh uh, yeah that's one affordable sports car actually you know like yeah, long like, gm logic at 61000 i think base model yeah price like a so price like a sports car and uh, performance like a super design it's it's design is eye catchy af like you know like i've seen a lot of people post about the car on uh, this thing a lot of small youtubers post about the car their own c8 on the on twitter basically and you know people are down there responding how do you buy such a car with you know only these many subs mm. and it's pretty weird because a lot of people don't know exactly what it costs and they think it's probably like you know some 500 600 supercar or something no, it's not so yeah it's it's actually nice when you know people go out of their out of their way to design such a car at such a low price like it literally did change the industry to a quite a bit Yeah, but again, it's a American V8, and I'm not a fan of American V8s. So, what are you a fan of? Italian V8s? No. V12s. V12s. Yes. So, and the F1 V6 V6s. That's nice. Well, uh, then here is a tough question for you: Ferrari V12 or Lamborghini V12? I am Lambo, obviously. Lambo. Reasons? Uh, in general, I'm Ferrari fan, firstly. you know like it goes back to f1 again where i don't like ferrari um, and again in general just you know culture and hype around lamborghini it just helps everything so if you had to choose between an aventador and an f12 you would choose the aventador def yeah mostly and if you had to choose between an aventador and an f12 tdf f12 tdf I'd probably still go for the Lamborghini. Oh, I've kind of a hate to Ferrari, so. Dude, yeah. the F12 TDF, it's love, yar. So, I mean, what do you think about the future of supercars? Like, will companies transform directly into electric cars, or first they would take the approach of what the companies are now taking, like having smaller engines and then hybridizing them? Gonna happen because, again, as uh, you would have heard in saying in motorsports, what's what wins on Sunday sells on Monday. So that's what will happen. Like a lot of big companies are entering F1. Like currently, we have Ferrari, Mercedes, and Renault, and McLaren as well. 
and um, over time there are going to be other teams which you know eventually enter like BMW left long a while back but there have been news of them trying to return to the sport so that's what like when the big manufacturers take this approach the other manufacturers are bound to you know enter the same realm uh, currently even Honda is supplying for Red Bull in F1 so again even if the Japanese lead the way that's that's what is going to eventually happen so i don't think a lot of companies are going to go directly electric there will be companies which are which are going to start from electric mm-hmm. and there going to be companies which are going to move to hybrid but i think moving completely electric is going to be a big big gap in time right now so yeah and okay so recently ferrari uh, like launched the f8 tributo and uh, mm-hmm. it's the third successor to the v8 lineup in the modern cars like mm-hmm. from the 458 to the 488 to the f8 so mm-hmm. the exhausts are getting worse and worse did you notice them well, yeah like that's the Exhaust thing again sounds. when when you move to smaller engines you're bound to increase you know like you're bound to get a higher rpm number to be fit into it so again with you know rpm levels going above 8000 above 9000 it does get lot difficult you know maintain a good sound and well ferrari has been known to you know have worse engine sound with every generation of car like so, in the 458 i wouldn't sound so good 458 yeah, 458 so was one one really legendary car i would say in the like yeah, designed by pinin farina and having a naturally aspirated v12 it had also got mm-hmm. some inputs by michael schumacher regarding that manatino switch and all of those other stuff yep, yep. and well, yeah but i think yes uh, overall i would say yes engine sounds are going to get lot worse in the coming years i think there'll be a point where you know en- good engine sounds are just going to be limited to the jdm cars <laughs> and, you know everyone's just going to go into you know high revving the low frequency like high revving high frequency shrill noises but yeah let's see as far as it gives more performance i really don't care much about the engine sound there you don't care about the engine sound well i would definitely take performance over it so yeah okay so views on the sf90 stradal oh uh, again the sf90 it's like i don't know mixed opinions i would say i really like the design on that mm. and i didn't really like the way you know they approached the uh, release of the car they had you know f1 drivers charles leclerc and then you know actually work on what do you call the i mean i think they shot their uh, this thing intro video in monaco Uh, at Charles Leclerc's place, mm. but overall, you know, it's named after the 2019 version of the Ferrari's F1 car, which was called the SF90. There too, but yeah, the plug-in hybrid approach is again a good thing. I really like the way companies are moving towards a more sustainable way of, you know, driving. It doesn't sounds that good, but uh, it has got 986 horsepower. So gets worse every generation. So yes. 986 horsepower so would you take it for the price of a supercar like they are going to price it towards the supercar range like $300,000 or $400,000 but the performance it is offering is off supercar level i think but i think at that point it's more practical to you know go for a brit like mclaren or something it's more practical i wouldn't say it's better not better for me considering my height but it's more practical to go for a mclaren than to go for a Ferrari if you're even concerned about your sound as well as performance and luxury. Mm-hmm. So what's the best supercar available in the market right now in your opinion? 
like in india or in general in general i would go for the uh, conics like jasco supercar supercar oh supercar okay hypercar sir as a supercar uh, not many good cars according to me in the supercar range i mean there are good cars but none very practical to buy i would go for the 720s well yeah 720s is a great car and the 765 lt is also great Mm. but i don't know i mean at yeah i'd probably say mccarren again the 765 lt and uh, do you love electric cars like there are some people on the internet they are hating on electric I, cars i absolutely love electric absolutely love the cars like um okay again the thing was one of our competitions we had to develop a hybrid and i extensively worked with the you know electric power train department and i have learned so much more Oh there that you know I have fallen in love with electric cars basically I think and the first time I heard about it was in one of those uh, discovery shows discovery turbo shows where I I saw about the roadster the old roadster Tesla roadster and well, yeah Tesla roadster the original one and from then it's been like electric cars have been very fascinating because you know like in general if you tell a layman in india tell them all electric cars the first things that are come in the mind is a rava or an eto which are not considered fast mm. but actually you know try explaining it to people that electric cars accelerate much much more faster than proper petrol cars like ic cars they're not going to initially believe you they'll just be like it's not possible electric is supposed to be slow but i don't think a lot of people can wrap their head around the concept that you know electric cars have much more torque you know they're much more faster accelerating So, yeah. But their top end is not that great, because there yeah, are not of juice. Obviously, like there's a limit to how fast you can go and everything. Like a 1600 yes, horsepower Bugatti Chiron 300 plus can go over 300 miles per hour, but obviously yes, they don't have a great top end. I agree. Hmm. But the lower end, the it's the lower end where you actually spend most of your time. Yeah, the lower end. It's the lower end that you yeah. want to spend the most time with. But to have bragging rights, it's good to have a nice yeah, car. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's where hybrids come in, right? So, but in India, I think the Nexon EV would be changing the scenario. Like, yep, it's a fast car. Yep, actually, yes. Zero really kmph and about nine point eight seconds. Like, it's not that fast, but it's still fast yeah, for its segment, and it's a compact it's SUV. No, yeah, it cost. Look at the cost, man. Yeah, for a compact it. SUV, it's great. Tata's nailed great. it. and uh, okay so what if you had to go uh, with the model s or the post icon what would you choose uh well again tesla has been a fascination for me again sir so i'd probably go for a model s and again porsche is new to this field of electric cars hmm. but they have nailed it with their first product yes, they definitely have definitely have but tesla has been a pioneer like not just the vehicle's performance but in general the connectivity and the features that our tesla has gives a good advantage over titan mm, so that would be a wrap yes thank you so did you like it did you like the post yes. definitely i think we can do longer sessions also yeah man for sure like this was my first one so i couldn't exactly figure out on how to set up a podcast and all of that all of that stuff mm-hmm. but Yeah, I'm going to improve it in the future for sure. 
mm-hmm. and you will be a permanent guest there would be a lot yeah, of more episodes coming from you <laughs> sure sure love so, to be part bye bro bye see ya yeah.